0: Hello out there, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Dill Cast. This will be episode number 33, by my reckoning.
1: Nice. Double threes. <clears throat> yeah,
0: the dubs. And with us today, as always, we have our lovely West Coast representative, uh, Gabo Latula. Say hi to the folks, Gab.
2: Hi, I'm Racism Jones. My alter <laughs> ego. And, girl.
0: Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and our UK coast. Uh, representative is the stalwart Stuart Jip. Say hello to the folks, too.
1: Hi, I'm Stuart Jip, my alter ego.
0: <laughs> Whoa.
1: My alter ego is also named Stuart Jip and behaves precisely the same way as me and does all the same things.
2: I tell you, they character. are to get way, 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 way over where they should be.
1: Racism Jones, we don't need your racism here on this podcast. This is a, a, a relentlessly woke podcast, okay?
2: I'm sorry. I mean, I try to be as awake as I can, but I don't have enough coffee.
0: <laughs> racism Jones needs a cup of Joe-ns.
2: I I would love to see Racism Jones arc from being Racism Jones to... Um,
1: cool-sism Jones.
0: Cool-sism. <laughs> Jones.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti- yeah. Anti- anti-racism Jones.
2: Well, it turns out they were all white. Everybody. His, his revelation is, well, everybody's white. No, racism Jones. <laughs> racism
1: jokes. It turns out, no matter what the color of our skin, deep inside us, we're all white.
2: Everybody has the same color jizz.
1: Except for old STD guy.
2: Hi, I'm old STD guy. <laughs> Another alter ego.
1: Yeah, I'll in the alley behind the dumpster behind the bowling alley.
2: Y'all ever want to see Neon? <laughs>
0: the the gas?
2: Yeah! <laughs> you know how most people... <laughs>
1: I'm
2: not... Alright, okay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Getting <laughs> well, off means... topic here. Yeah, we're a little bit off topic, weren't we? will not we we are sorry. Just want to make it clear that we're not going to be doing that again. This is an old, old, but all the time. podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, speaking strange. of that, Actually, speaking of that, unfortunately, we have to review adobe Comics, so I think we should just get out of the way. Yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. dig right into this deal. Mm. Um, here we go. Three panels. Um, I want to voice someone this time.
2: You can be okay. Dogbert. You want?
0: You want to voice?
1: Dogbert? Okay, I'll be. I'll be Dogbert. Um, Gob, you can be the narrator.
2: All right, I suck at this.
1: Here we go. So. Here
2: we Wednesday, have a comic.
1: May the 17th, 1989.
2: We have in a space, in a empty space where there may exist either a bed or a chair that a small white dog is sitting on named Dogbert. Dilbert and Dogbert are sitting face to face. Or Dilbert st- is standing, Dogbert is sitting... Dilbert says.
0: Notice anything different, Dogbert?
2: There is nothing noticeably different. Dogbert replies. Uh, Dogbert? I did it, but it was just inaudible. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, yeah, discord. Okay. okay. So now we have a front, uh, a disgustingly front view of Dilbert, replying, Mm -hmm.
0: I'm wearing three pens, not just two.
2: He is not lying. You can see three pens. Dogbert then replies, That's a pretty bold fashion statement. (laughs) Dilbert says,
0: I guess I was out of control.
2: The end. Dilb.
1: Dilb. What a whole hunk of shit that was. <laughs> yeah, really. Garbage. One of the worst ones.
0: The entire punchline is that Scott Adams drew Dilbert with, like, an extra two black pixels,
2: essentially. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He, ch- he probably charged extra for that one... Pen. I used a little bit more ink than usual. Well, I need more money.
1: <laughs> well, it's really bad, but you'll be glad to hear that the readers the readers have disagree and they've given it a four point five out of five.
2: Oh god, what a
0: weight yeah. on my shoulders.
1: And there are six there are five comments, only five comments on this one, which is really low. But I'd like to read all of them because they're quite interesting. Okay, read mm. all of them. First one is Peacemaker, thirteen years ago it says Dog But just zing Dilbert. I love that dog. <laughs> Uh, that's been actually, that's actually been downvoted once. Uh-oh. I'm gonna upvote it for balance. That was a um,
0: that was a contentious comment.
1: In Hysteric, thirteen years ago, Hysteric said, "Everyone start out with stars in your eyes." Uh, also, thirteen years ago, someone called Galaxy, Galaxy Spinner said. Looks like Hysteric forgot what he was writing after he threw the sentence.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, does the thought mm. just end there?
1: Then also 13 years ago, someone called Storm the House, we know him, mm-hmm. said, I think it's a joke against you, Galaxy Spinner. This is pretty good. And then um Aspirant says, 13 years ago again, he really only carries three pens. That's not nearly enough for anyone. That that's an interesting take. How many pens do you guys carry?
0: Um, usually like, one with me casually, or like if I'm on a job.
1: Mm. Whatever,
0: I don't care. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> casually. No, I don't walk around with pens. Um, that's fair. My last job, I had a bunch of pens on me because I just liked to write and I would use different colors for, like, different ideas that I was writing down. So, like, it wasn't dependent on the job. It was just, like, me filling in empty time at work with writing, and I had, like, seven pens of different colors.
1: Nice. But overall,
0: I have to say, I don't carry (laughs) anywhere near three pens with me on a daily basis.
1: Okay, well, I think perhaps you should be, right? (laughs) According to this... Comment. Yeah, I've been. You seem to be really slacking on the old pen front there.
0: Yeah, I've been living my life in the wrong direction, clearly.
1: Yeah, whoopsie. Whoopsie doodle. Um. Right, okay. Uh, well, that was the deal, but it was a piece of shit, as expected. Mm hmm. Perhaps even more so than usual. Um, but. I think that it's time to play keyboards and cubicles.
0: I think so, too. I think it's probably about that time to wrap up the events of the previous session.
1: Now, it's been a long time, so, um, uh, Grizz, would you be willing to recap the events <clears throat> in question? Sure, sure. For the listeners, and for us as well.
0: Stuber and Gobbert had approached uh, Hembridge's, Hembridge's stationery. Whatever it is they make there, they were a rival to uh, shirts and trousers financially. So yeah. your boss sent you on a mission to scope out how they made so much money in their last fiscal quarter. And, yeah. and you received <clears throat> some intel from the uh, the goblin secretary at the door that they had a machine that they were using to uh, recycle merchandise, and, like, unused chemicals and stuff to make, to just (laughs) make cheap shit to crap out onto the... yeah. So, you were going to go down to the basement to destroy the machine, and instead you decided to go to the roof, where you have commandeered a helicopter, Jordan Hembridge's private family helicopter. (laughs) And his family was in it. And... Right. So, uh Stu and Keith at this point, along with Bruschetta, uh, are in the helicopter and they haven't taken off yet. Uh and okay. Gob has jumped off the roof of the building.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Into the football field sized ball pit <laughs> uh that that is below. Uh to to test out if it would be safe to just chuck jordan Hebridge's wife and son into this ball pit <laughs> so we reconnect with gobert as uh right after he has jumped and is now falling through the air into the massive ball pit below
2: all right i'm falling <laughs> let's
0: see if he can survive the fall into the ball pit
1: is well, he's landing in the ball pit he'll be fine the the Balls.
0: Yeah, but he's like hitting them pretty hard and going pretty fast. And... The
1: balls will, the balls will act. They will arrest his fall, and he will slowly go through the balls. The balls will save his life. I, I guarantee he's doing to fine.
0: All right. <clears throat> Let me make.
1: That's my opinion. That's my opinion.
0: Gob, do you have the capacity to roll? Ready.
2: Uh oh, right. I forgot. That's Me too. Do. I'm going to pull it up on
1: my phone real quick. You just
0: type roll dice into a Google search bar. It'll bring up the tool.
2: Alright, yeah. what am I rolling?
0: Uh, I want you to roll me a d20.
2: Alright. Seven. <laughs> oh, fucking dice. Oh,
0: no, I got a two. So you actually succeed. Ah. Damn it. At crashing into the ball pit safely. Uh, your body impacts with the plastic spheres and you crumple some Ow. of them beneath the force of your descent and you sink. You sink into the balls, you're surrounded by them. You can no longer see the light of day.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I can't you see.
0: don't know how deep you've gone into the ball pit, but You have stopped falling, and you have survived your jump from the top of the skyscraper. Um, You have a walkie-talkie radio on you that you can use to contact Stubert so that you can tell them it's safe to dump the Hembridge family into the ball pit from the helicopter.
2: All
1: right. Uh, Hey, it's safe. Cool. Thanks, buddy. All right. No idea what he meant.
2: <laughs> it's safe.
0: Uh, no, it's not. Mm. It's GUP. <laughs> All right. So you uh, you look over to Keith. He's going through the uh, the pre flight motions. Uh, anything you want to say to him?
1: Yeah, I say st- step on it, Keith. <laughs> Keith. It
0: gives you a thumbs up, and he also hands you a uh, a pair of uh, earphones.
1: So, yeah, I put them on,
0: <clears throat> and he hands you another pair of uh, like, like big, sort of like ballistic, uh, le- like, you know, headphones that like you'd wear at like a firing range.
1: All right, I put them on too. Two pairs of headphones. <clears throat>
0: so now you have earbuds in, and you know, sound noise canceling headphones over, so you can hear. Anything that Keith needs to say to you, and it won't be drowned out by the sound of gunfire. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's good.
0: <laughs> and he gives you another set and like points to Bruschetta.
1: I put them, I put the headphones on the dog. Okay, she doesn't want to wear had the, had the headphones.
0: Dog. You're gonna have to get them
1: on there. Is it time to roll?
0: Yeah, you're gonna need to contest a roll against Bruschetta's wiggliness.
1: Okay, what am I rolling?
0: Uh, give me a D10.
1: D Mm-hmm. Uh, five.
0: Five. All right. Uh, she she struggles out of your grasp and uh, starts to freak out when the helicopter lifts up a little bit and jumps out and she's on the roof now.
1: Oh shit. Um, okay. I get out of the helicopter for. I asked Keith to land it back on the helipad for a second.
0: Alright, Keith touches back down. The blades are still spinning.
1: I leave the earmuffs and I get down. And I get down on my knees and I beckon Prashetta towards me.
0: Alright. Oh, yeah, that's successful. She thinks you want to play.
1: Mm hmm. I scoop her up in my arms. Mm hmm. And I stand up. I walk over to the roof where the ball pit is and I throw the fucking dog. <laughs>
0: All right, you huck bruschetta from the roof (laughs) into the ball pit. (laughs) And she just, like, twists and turns and wiggles all throughout the air like a dog would. (laughs) And... I don't want to. Oh, nice. She actually lands pretty near where Gob landed. Gob, you you feel a... uh, an impact ripple. through the balls. You. <laughs> <laughs> And you hear uh excited barking not too far away
2: oh it's my pal Bruschetta <clears throat> to join me in this lovely ball yeller prison of flatness <laughs>
1: okay get back to the, run back into the helicopter where the family and uh we got the family in their right? mm hmm mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Where the family and Keith are on, I ask him to uh, lift off and sort of drift over towards the um, ball pit.
0: Alright, Keith gives you a thumbs up and takes the Mm. bird in the air. Uh, Jordan Hembridge's family is still visibly shaken from having their aircraft abducted by unknown Mm. individuals. But uh, they don't try to make a move against you. It's this, you know, a scared woman and her child, so they're just kind of... Have I got- I can't remember
1: if I've got a weapon. I can't remember if I've got a weapon.
0: Uh, I don't- well, you do have- you are, like, sort of on the stationary gun that the helicopter has.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Keith takes, uh, takes the, the chopper in a little bit lower over the ball pit.
1: Okay. I, um, explain carefully to the mother- She's gonna have to jump out of the uh, helicopter into the ball pit. It's the only way. I don't give any specifics. I just say it's the only way.
0: All right. So you're like, it's the only way. You point at her mm. and then point out out the open hatch toward the ball pit, and you're pointing at her in the sun, and she's like, no, no, I don't wanna.
1: I say I promise it's safe. I just threw a dog off there, and it was fine. <laughs> like, dogs are not as strong yeah, as we humans.
0: Saw- You
1: psycho. And now you know that it's fine.
0: Uh,
1: alright. I pick up, I, okay, I pick up, I forcefully pick up a child.
0: Ah, you just grab little Jordan Hembridge Jr.
1: Yeah. Pick him up, if I can. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, carry him over to the, uh, helicopter door, which I believe is still open. Um, and then I, uh, dropkick him out.
0: Alright, you just boot him out the door. Yeah, and his mom jumps after him, like in a panic Good. frenzy.
1: I trip her as she runs towards the. K-
0: <laughs> oh. Um, so
1: she'll fall out.
0: All right, she's now like she had attempted to dive after her son, but you trip her, and now mm. she's just falling, fucking ass over tea kettle <laughs> into yeah this towards ball pit.
1: the bulls. Yep.
0: And, let's see, that's one...
1: I'm like, I turn to Keith and I say, Man, I hope they don't land on each other, that would be really bad.
0: Oh, uh, okay, well, little Jordan Hebridge Jr. lands just fine, but his mom's trajectory, uh, she catches, like, one of her legs on the edge of the ball pit. Yikes. You see, uh... You see it, you see it bend in a way that Bones shouldn't, <laughs> then she kind of sinks into the ball pit.
1: I dust my hands and I go, Well, there we go, job well done. What's next? We gotta strafe this building. <laughs> oh we should do something I think Gob should do something as well.
2: Um Are you maybe- gonna try to
0: get out of the ball pit at all?
1: Not really. Um <laughs> It's fun.
2: I live can I like live here? <laughs> 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 Lurking at the
0: bottom of the ball pit.
2: You know how there's like alligators and crocodiles and moats and stuff? I can mm-hmm. just kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, I
1: agree. That's the life. You
0: want to be the hazard in the ball pit?
1: I mean, that's what makes the most sense to me. You want to get up and be like, every morning you wake up and just be like, man, I got some fine balls here.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just yeah.
0: a fine crop of balls. Mm-hmm.
2: Whatever comes in the ball pit is
1: mine. That's the way I see it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I see that way too.
0: You know what? God, give me a D twenty roll. All right, nineteen. Oof, that's that's a good roll. That means that you find a tunnel.
2: Whoa, there's a tunnel the at
0: the bottom of the ball pit. Uh, Whoa! Holy shit! It it doesn't like lead deeper into the earth. It's it's like a it's like a horizontal tunnel underground. But, I see. Um, it's, it's got this sort of like nylon netting in front of it to prevent the balls from leaking down into the hole. Okay. Uh, you could that's probably cool. like make a gob-sized hole without you know cutting the net. You could probably that's, squeeze that's through.
2: That's true. That's true. But why would I want to, when I'm, in this beautiful ball
1: pit? Well, what if there's an even better ball pit through there?
2: I. I don't know. I'm I'm one of those folks that's like, hey, you know, things are fine. I like this. I'm happy. Oh, I respect that. Oh heck, I respect that. I I, I get you. Why don't I go look through this tunnel?
0: I mean, you don't have to.
1: Okay, then I won't.
0: <laughs> All right. So, Stu, are you gonna just start unloading?
1: Yeah, we stra- we strafe the building and we unload. Like, as much flack into every floor as we can.
0: Alright, so this, this belt-fed stationary gun uh, mm. you know, you're just just unloading into yeah. the side of this building and the shell casings are raining down on the parking lot below like breaking windshields. Yeah. And the glass windows just shatter and you hear people screaming and uh, you notice... One of the lower floors uh just sort of like explodes outward. And it's yep. it's not a floor you'd shot. Oh. <clears throat> and from that lower floor you see um people sort of uh what is it, repelling down to ground level. Right. It's uh it's it's goblins.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Well, then I should shoot them with a the gun. Oh. Right?
0: Well, I don't know. That's your call. Because you don't know what they're doing.
1: Alright, well, I'll wait until they get a little bit closer and see what happens. And then I'll shoot them with a the gun.
0: Alright, some goblins are rappelling down from, like, the third floor after blowing it up. Yeah. And you see uh, the secretary guy, Jimby. He runs out of the building... With uh, an assault rifle in his hands, and all of his children also have tiny guns, and they're also just sort of shooting out windows. Oh,
1: they, rebe- they, they think the rebellion has begun.
0: <laughs> goblins start is to is hear a ruthless? ruckus uh, from the tunnel you discovered, and goblins start to come up through the tunnel and start, like, sort of swimming up out of the ball pit carrying, like, grenades and rifles.
2: Hey, hey, get out of this. This is my ball pit, you guys.
1: Is there any kind of um, loudspeaker on the helicopter? Uh, You can ask Keith. Okay, I'll ask Keith. Keith, is there any way to make like a megaphone or a loudspeaker we can use on this helicopter? Because they often have that.
0: Uh yeah, this one's got a microphone on it connect to a uh, okay. external speaker.
1: Can you activate that please Keith? Make it happen.
0: All right, he flips a switch and uh mm. makes a hand gesture that's like if you talk through the the microphone on your headset, you can come through the uh microphone, you can come through the speaker on the helicopter. I
1: lean in and I say, "Yes, today is the day my goblin friends. Today is the day that the proletariat rises." <laughs> and we destroy the germ that is Hembridge.
0: All the goblins uh, begin to cheer and are driven into a uh, into a frenzy of destruction.
1: I yell into the microphone once more. I yell, "Yes, my goblin army, kill, kill them all!"
2: <laughs> so,
1: some the doing goblins the back are kind of
0: ignoring my you, Gob and are just hmm. kind of, like, climbing out of the ball pit with weapons. Uh, like, they, they, they don't seem to be paying you any mind, even though you're yelling at them to get out of your ball pit.
2: Hey, get out of here. Get, get hey, out of here, Hey, you rascal kids, get out of my ball pit. Please. Please. <laughs> at least I, these are please. my balls. I don't want you near them.
0: <clears throat> so, it's, it's, Stu, you're in the chopper. Keith's flying you around. And you're just... It's your personal mission to shoot out every single window on this building. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then keep shooting.
0: And, you know, it, it's its a very long belt of ammunition. It just keeps coming.
1: I want to do a full 360 strafe around the building. Alright. And take out everything, if possible.
0: You do that. You're just blowing out these windows and blowing um. holes in cubicle walls and... All kinds of shit and the glass from the windows is just tinkling down and catching people as they're trying to escape the building and and they're so they're being hit by like a crossfire of raining glass and goblin gunfire. Yeah. <laughs> the situation has escalated uh pretty extremely.
1: Uh okay, what did you offer me before it? Oh, was it something else? That was really open? Um I mean, never mind that, never mind that. Um, there's nothing to do at this point, you know? I mean,
0: you could just leave. You got the chopper.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um Okay.
0: Fly back to shirts and trousers is an option. Or you could well, go into the <laughs> blown-out hembridge building.
1: I want to go to the very top floor and see if I can find what looks like a CEO office.
0: <clears throat> Alright. You have Keith, uh, fly in a bit closer, and on the top floor, it does look like a sort of, like, penthouse office suite.
1: Okay, I asked him to pull the helicopter up to that window sideways so I can jump into the room.
0: Alright. Uh, it's kind of a tricky jump. Let's see how it goes for you.
1: Yes, let's.
0: Roll me a, 20 uh, d20. 20
1: <sighs> Will do. Thirteen. Thirteen.
0: Oh, I rolled a 12. You beat it. Whoa, well, close, though. That was close. All right, you jump. You clear the gap. You clear the sort of, like, I don't know the word I want. Um, <laughs> but, like, the helicopter is kind of shakily hovering, and you manage yeah. to clear the gap between the chopper door and the window, and you're in the office. There's, like, broken glass all over the place. There's bullet hole pock marks in the walls. You've, Uh, like, destroyed this fancy leather chair and a, you know, a modern 1980s computer system and, like, a row of, um, reel-to-reel, uh, you know, modems that were up there.
1: I ask through the walkie-talkie, is it still on me, or are they only in the helicopter? Uh,
0: I mean, you have a walkie-talkie.
1: Yeah. Okay, I tell Keith, somehow... (laughs) So keep the guns trained in here, if we can.
0: Alright, Keith pulls a lever that puts the helicopter into a hover position and gets on the gun. And then,
1: yeah, and then I ask him to not shoot me.
0: (laughs) He, he says Um, he he
1: won't. I'm looking in the room for some evidence that this is in fact Hembridge himself's CEO office.
0: Uh, you do find a a clipboard on the desk with an ID card that does read Jordan Hembridge, comma, CEO.
1: Okay, I take the ID card, obviously. Anything else I root around in the drawers, look for, maybe take some paintings down, look for a safe, that sort of thing?
0: Uh, you notice a, a closed circular hatch uh, underneath the desk.
1: Interesting.
0: And one of the desk drawers, you pull it open. It felt heavy when you tried to pull it open. And it just had, like, a safe sitting right in the drawer, like, taking up all the space in the drawer.
1: Interesting. I attempt to crack the safe.
0: Alright. Oh. How do you want to go about that?
1: I'm an expert safe cracker. <laughs> um. I get. Some pieces of metal from the wreckage, mm-hmm. and I start using them to try and crack the safe.
0: Alright. That's a. Uh...
1: Another way. Uh, an alternative way would be to ask a uh, gunman to shoot the safe, and then I might destroy its contents.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Mm. Okay. I. Mm, and the safe can't be removed from the drawer.
0: I didn't say that. Um, oh, okay. it does seem like if you pulled the entire drawer out of the desk, uh, it would just come out with the safe in tow.
1: Okay, that's what I do then. Next.
0: Alright, uh, it's lodged in there pretty good. You're gonna need to, like, t- really tear it out of the desk frame. Give me another d20 roll.
1: Yep, we'll do it. 16.
0: Huh. You give it a mighty pull, but it's really hung in there.
1: Okay, uh, how heavy is the desk, and is it attached to the floor?
0: Uh, it's not attached to the floor. Uh, the desk is probably, maybe like, 150 pounds total.
1: I'm gonna pull the desk right up to the window. Mm -hmm. Turn the desk so that it's at an angle where that particular drawer can be shot off. And then you're gonna... Uh, or... And the the desk can be shot without hitting the drawer. Mm -hmm. And I ask Keith to shoot the desk, but not the drawer that's open. Just shoot the desk to absolute fucking pieces.
0: Alright, you... And uh... I go
1: and hide in a corner.
0: (laughs) You pull the desk over to the window. You get get it set up just so so that Keith can blow apart the body of the desk, but leave the drawer with the safe in it unmarred. Yes. And he, uh, he just lights it up.
1: <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> it's just
0: gunfire and splinters as you're like in, in the desert, corner this of, is the storm of the opposite side all over room.
1: again. Amazing.
0: <laughs> uh, let me make a roll here. Oh, that was lucky. Uh, he he doesn't destroy the uh, the drawer with the safe. That's good. So, uh, is,
1: it now, is it now free from the wreckage of the desk? <clears throat> There's
0: some splinters, some like chunks of wood stuck to it, but for the most part you can just right. pick it up and move it now.
1: Okay, I take the desk and back to the helicopter, uh, the, the drawer I should say, mm-hmm. and I put the drawer on the helicopter. Um, I assume that would be easier than jumping to it.
0: I mean, you still have to so jump I... to it if you want to uh, get back on it.
1: Yeah, but I put I put the drawer in the helicopter by just sort of chucking it in there. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fine. I think that that seems easy enough. Now I just one more little sweep of this room to see if there's anything interesting that I've missed. I think.
0: All right. If you're going to scan it again, give me. Let me
1: inspect. Let me let me look at this hatch a bit closer. Let me look a bit closer at this hatch. Okay. I'm getting really into this. You sorry, Gob. I feel like I'm really not. Um, giving you a uh, fair game here.
2: Enjoy yourself.
1: I am enjoying myself, Gob. I am enjoying myself. The deal cost is the best. <laughs> Alright, so... So says Poland. Thanks, Poland. Shout outs to Poland. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so you're examining the circular hatch in the floor.
1: Yes, uh, I'm looking at it real close. It's
0: one of those ones that's, like, flanged in such a way that it kind of, like, irises open from the middle... Yep. sort of like how a camera lens does.
1: Yeah. Is it openable or is it locked? Uh
0: it's, seems
1: like it's firmly shut. Okay. So I attempt to open it obviously.
0: All right. Um it's not very uh grabbable. Like it's a, it's, it's no. got a very smooth surface. How are you going to try and
1: open it? Uh the iris is open. Is there no, any brackets that I could if it, yeah, but it's, that's how it opens oh, like I an iris, you. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is there any? There must be some wreckage in the building that I could use as kind of a lever. Uh,
0: give me a or give like, me a twenty you know, roll. We'll see how good you are at appraising what's around you.
1: Okay, I'm rolling now. Fuck me! I love this this game. it's rules. Here we go. Rolling now. Sorry. Uh, uh, nine. Just a nine.
0: Nine. All right. Oh, I rolled a two. Okay, so you beat my roll. This is roll. going really well today. <clears throat> and yeah. you managed to Good rolls today. F- you managed to find a chunk of rebar uh sticking well, nice. sticking out of the wall. Rebar is essentially like a bar of metal that's used to reinforce concrete.
1: Yeah, I I know what a rebar is. So I don't like some kind of ignorance ignorance. <laughs> so you um is that the Ignoramus is what I wanted to say. You
0: managed to wrench it out of the wall. And yes. it seems like you could use it to try and pry open the center of the hatch.
1: I attempt to pry open the center of the hatch.
0: All right, uh, give me a D twelve roll. One. <laughs> One. All right. Yeah. Let's see here. If I match it, no, I rolled. I rolled an eleven. I rolled two ones. Uh, oh boy. All right, you're not making much progress. It. You, you can't okay. get the edge of the rebar to, like, slot into the center of the hatch to get a good angle to leverage it open.
1: Okay. Um, right, so there's that, that hatch has got... To, there's no visible way to open it. There's no visible means that like a switch or something. So I'm assuming that the switch to open it isn't that safe.
0: Let me ask you, how much time do you think you've spent in this room since you first jumped into it from the helicopter?
1: Let me think... What about 15 minutes? About 15 minutes? I'd say, yeah. Okay,
0: okay, I'll go with that. You hear a ding, uh, the sound of the elevator to the CEO's office arriving. Yeah. And the door opens, and yeah. there's four goblins, packing heat, yeah. that have rolled up.
1: Yep. <clears throat> I immediately raise my hands defensively, and I say... Goblins don't attack me. I'm one of you guys. I'm the one who was on the microphone yelling about the proletariat. That was me. I did that.
0: They they look at you and then they look out the window where the helicopter is sitting, mm. and they see Keith is still on that gun and he hasn't fired yeah. at them yet.
1: Yeah, and they're like, I'm looking. I'm looking at Keith and I'm doing like throat slip. Don't fire motions. Yeah, like, don't do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they they look at the, the the gun that could easily have torn them apart as soon as they entered, and they look mm. at you, and, there's this, I, and they're like,
1: "Okay." <laughs> I ex- I extend my hand with my palm facing downwards, and I say solidarity, <laughs> as for them to all put their little goblin paws on me. They I uh, say solidarity, brothers, solidarity. They walk up and they,
0: they put their hands on yours, like the thing that like a sports team does, you know? Yeah,
1: and then we raise, the, we raise them and shout, Solidarity!
0: Solidarity!
1: I'm going to speak to the goblins. <laughs> I asked the goblins if they were aware of this hatch and how we could possibly open it.
0: One of the goblins, uh, who was wearing a very cool pair of sunglasses,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, nice. he walks over to the hatch and puts his fingers to his chin like he's thinking... Mm. And then he uh, he looks over to one of his buddies like, "Hey, Crib, give me that." And the the other goblin, presumably named Crib, looks a little surprised and hands him uh, a shaped <laughs> charge. Oh boy! And he he hands it to. You, he's like, "Here, try this." A charge. Yeah, it's like like you, like plastic explosive.
1: Oh, okay, is it visibly obvious how you use it? You just kind of stick it... Okay, I stick it to this hatch, then.
0: Alright, you stick it to the hatch. Just step back. Yeah, and the the goblins all step back about, like, ten feet. Yeah,
1: I also step back away towards the window.
0: And the goblin with the sunglasses uh, pulls out a little detonator and clicks it. Mm. And it, uh... The charge (laughs) goes off. (laughs) And there's, uh, the hatch opened.
1: Amazing. It's
0: blown open completely, and you see what looks like a, a slide, like a vertical tunnel underneath it.
1: Okay, that's good news, that's good news. Um, a slide. That's concerning, though, because once you're on there, you're having so much fun you won't want to get off. Okay, I turn to the goblins and I say, Do you know what's down there, goblins? (laughs)
0: <laughs> they they just shake their head he's like whatever's down there we're gonna blow it up
1: okay at this point i turn to keith and i take out my walkie talkie and i say helicopter guy it's stupid uh i need you to go and uh get gob i think we might need him for this
0: keith uh, is like what are you are you plan on going down there
1: I tell you, and I tell Keith. I am planning on going down on a lot of things, <laughs> and then I do the thing where I put my f- tongue through my index and forefinger like a v to with resemble your eating pussy. Yeah, and I do that, and I raise my eyebrows, and then I pick up a walkie-talkie again and I say, "That was a reference to eating pussy, Keith. But you knew that. You're a cool guy. <laughs> I'm sure you've eaten a bunch of pussy." <clears throat> Keith, have you eaten a bunch of pussy?
0: No, I have a husband.
1: Oh yeah, have you eaten a bunch of man pussy?
0: <laughs> I I don't want to answer that question.
1: Well, I'm afraid you have to. As your superior, you have to answer little questions like I ask you. Even when they violate laws.
2: Don't listen to him, Keith. Sorry, I yelled that up from the ball pit.
0: I mean, you have a walkie-talkie. Mm.
1: oh. No, but he's really yell- He's really good at le- yelling. He's real loud. <laughs> don't don't it,
2: listen to him, Keith. It's fine. Whatever. Like, you don't. Sense, can you understand what I'm saying? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have good reception in this house right now? Uh,
0: you you want me to go pick up? Gob. I'll I'll go down there.
1: Yeah, yeah. You go down, Keith. You go down.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm having a good time out here now. It's a really good box. There's a lot of noise going on. Are you guys having a good time?
1: Fucking hell, it's funny. (laughs) 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 It reminds me of the opening of the Ghostbusters NES game where it goes.
2: Ghostbusters!
1: Ghostbusters! Like that. It's great. Yeah,
2: it's a really um, good franchise, Ghostbusters, eh? Did you like
1: the lady Ghostbusters and all the ladies? Th- that no, hasn't come was, out yet. I thought it was great. I thought
2: it was great.
1: Okay, well, I, I hope it does soon, alright? Anyway, you gonna come pick me up, soon? i hope so. I, um, walk up to the, uh, the, the hole, the hatch hole that with the, with the, the, um, with the slide, and I say, it's just been revoked, and I jump down the, uh, slide <laughs>
0: alright you deliver your non sequitur one liner and the goblins jump in after you and you feel like you slide for at least like 45 seconds straight to like a minute like it's a long slide and it's just going pretty much straight down
1: the entire time I'm on the slide I'm going "Wee!" <laughs> like that you hear the goblins,
0: they're cheering uh, behind you as mm-hmm. they're also sliding. And yeah. uh, with an abrupt, <sniffs> it just kind of spits you out into another ball pit, but you don't know where you are, and it's not the ball okay. pit that was outside.
1: I swam to the top of the ball pit to get my bearings.
0: <clears throat> All right. You, uh, you surface, and you see uh, what looks to be like an escape pod chamber? Hmm. But there was only one pod, and it's gone. Hembridge! You find, uh... You also see a shoe.
1: I I look at the shoe. I like to examine the shoe.
0: Alright, you pick up the shoe, and you look inside, and you see Jordan Hembridge's monogrammed initials on the insole of the shoe.
1: Okay. I keep hold of the shoe, um... I, I, I place i place my own shoe with the he sh- shoe
0: all right you take your shoe off and put it on the ground. do you put the hambridge yeah. shoe on
1: yes i do yes okay a trophy
0: <clears throat> the uh the goblins pour out of the uh of the ball pit you know guns held at the ready but they don't see anyone to shoot um
1: how does the point for them?
0: You're just up there standing there waiting for them. And so they climb out. They clamber up onto the concrete next to the ball pit. And there's yeah. one more door. And it's like a big oh. door. It's like a big science vault door kind of door.
1: <clears throat> okay, I appro- can I approach the door? Yeah. Is it possible to open it?
0: There is a card key reader.
1: <laughs> I take out the hemorrhage card key that I have in my jocks Mm -hmm. and I scan it on the card key reader the slick motherfucker that I am
0: alright you scan it on the card key reader and a small little like plastic window opens up on the other side of the door where there is a key that needs to be turned and you can't quite reach it
1: Hmm. okay explain the mechanics of this please Uh I'm a a little bit confused okay
0: you approach the door and you uh Slide your car key in, and on the uh, on the yep. so it's like on the right side of the door. On the left side right, of the door, right. there's also a contraption, and when you slide the card key, a little plastic window opens that has a uh, a key in a sort okay, of key yeah. turn
1: switch. But can I just walk over to it? Uh, when you
0: pull the card key out of the reader,
1: yeah. it uh, closes. Ah, Jonathan Hembridge must have the longest arms in the world. Can the goblins reach the key if I hold the thing in there? Yeah. Is it? Too, uh, I say, hey, one uh, of you goblins, could you grab that key for me, please?
0: <clears throat> All right. The one that the uh, that shades called Crib runs over, and uh, he actually can't quite reach it. But another one of his buddies like runs in front of him and like gets right. gets down on his hands and knees so his buddy can stand on top of him and reach the key.
1: oh what a goblin boost. I like
0: Alright, so he's he's got his hand like in front of the window, like he's ready, so do you slide the key through again?
1: Yeah.
0: Alright, you slide the key through, the goblin turns the key, and the big science door opens with a...
1: Oh, shit. I think we've got to leave it there with the cliffhanger, I think. That's the cliffhanger.
0: Alright, we can leave it there.
1: The giant door. Is like, unless you have something behind the door that you specifically wanted to be the cliffhanger.
0: Mm, I mean, not really.
1: Okay, well, good. Uh, the door is opened and we'll venture forth next time in keyboards and cubicles. <laughs> only on the dill on cast, folks. Only on the dill cast. Gob, Has I think, played. The he, played it. And the he
2: played in the cubicle.
1: He played in the ball pit for the entire run. <laughs> it was fun. There's I different respect colors. That. I know. And all the balls are the same sort of size. It's awesome. Yeah. Mmm. What else All our you life? All our balls are the same sort of size too.
0: <laughs> Maybe yours <All> right. are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway. So I guess that's the uh, deal cost then.
2: Yeah, we have a uh, a new sponsor. Uh, oh wow! That I would like Grizz to to read. Okay. Uh, a new new ad that I found a new sponsor for us, so we can that's keep great our book. Thank you.
0: Excellent! Excellent. <clears throat> I'll just jump right into it, then. Do you need a dick? Well, look no further. Call Fuck me, sake. Richard McBoner, private detective. Fuck. I've used my skills as a private eye to amass the world's largest collection of human penises in the galaxy. Call 1-900-MIXALOT now and ignore the fella talking about butts for precisely five minutes. Once he tires himself out... He'll reluctantly hand the phone to me, Richard McBoner. But you can call me Detective Dick. If you can think of anything else creative to do with my name, that's between you and your God, who I sincerely hope is Jesus Christ. I'll see you in church tomorrow. And after that, I'll see you in my freezer, handing you as many human dicks as you need. And way after that, I'll hopefully see you in hell. Church can't save a man who's done what I've done by my dicks. Amen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, folks. Um uh, Detective Richard McBoner. Dick <laughs> Nice. That's our new sponsor. Nice some
1: dicks though.
0: They actually sent me well, some you. promo material. Um Oh they did? Yeah. And I gotta say, high quality frozen
1: dicks. Nice dicks, like the kind of dick you want later.
0: They're pristine, and like the vein, the veining is perfect. Yeah, that's what I liked
2: about them: that they're quality and only
1: partially
2: decomposed.
0: Yeah, it's an acceptable so you, amount of decomposition.
1: It reminds me of a classic Mitch Hedberg joke when he said. um... Uh, a friend asked me if I wanted a frozen dick, and I said no. But I want a regular dick later, so yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's true. Well, if you want a regular dick later, take a frozen dick now. Give it time.
2: <laughs> absolutely, positively. Well, my my fiends, uh, it's been great. Dill casting, and as they say. Dilbert Crimes, the Dilbert Mine, and Dilbert Time. Everybody have a good day. The end. The end. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna, take my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. Go! we